Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach, talking about a band this week that was on... It's now a famous list. Andrew Wolf's Rochamendations list. He sent us a bunch of heaters. We listened to them all summer, every app, just sampling this list. And we said, we got to do one of these bands. And we picked Fire from the Gods, their album Narrative Retold. We're going to dip all in, dip, not dip in. We're going to get into it with this record, talk all about it. Very exciting. But before we do. We've got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? We've got some actual tweets this week. First, we got a tweet, Jenny, from that fucking guy. That fucking guy says, which songs are must-haves for the ultimate new movie soundtrack? It's a very good question. As we prep for new movie month and uh, as we listen to soundtracks to four movies that have heavy new metal in them but i think what that fucking guy is asking is uh is what are songs that new metal songs that have got to be in a movie to really nail it my first thought come on bodies bodies of course you gotta have bodies at least in your trailer (laughs) oh yeah if you if if you're looking to get the new metal audience and you don't have fucking bodies in there, you gotta have it in there. What other songs? What songs would you would you say need to be in there, Jenny? Change, Change Ooh. in the House of Flies. Oh yeah, that's the. You need a sensual moment. You need. That's very true. You need to have that. Very important. I would say another one that's very good to have. Corn here to stay. Mm. I think that is a good one. If you. I want to setting up a mood in a mood in a, in a moment of like, what what are we in for here to stay? Sound choice, sound choice. Go on this journey with me, this vision quest. It's a teenager. Things aren't going good at good at home. It's tough. It's just tough being a kid. Guess I'm just gonna pop in these earbuds and blast alive while i ride my bike through the, through my subdivision matt did it matt did it he did it matt are you, are you taking the rest of the episode off because you know i'll on? see you guys later <laughs> enjoy fire for the gods yeah. <laughs> matt got real mean real fast you did wow. but it's okay that's, that's what people don't see mm. yeah i'm a monster i'm the worst one <laughs> <laughs> that mean really that man. really came off even worse than i thought i'm the worst one presupposes that you guys are worse than me when i am i am the worst one i think you've gotta have you gotta have some papa roach on there you gotta have some last resort i think that one just makes sense it's 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 an oldie but a goodie I'm celebrating 20 years this year by the way 20th mm-hmm. anniversary of Infest. What about Roland? Ooh, Roland is good. Roland is a good one. It Roland is definitely if you're looking for like party moment. But if you want to really to really rip it up or set like a moody tone, 
boiler. Mm. Hmm. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Yes. So. And if you want people to not watch your movie. Yeah. Anything from Fieldy's Dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Man, Fieldy's Dreams is taking it on the chin, and I am here for it. Uh, It deserves it. Honestly, it's the punching bag we all need in these times. (laughs) In these trying times. (laughs) Oh, man. It's uh, It's Fieldy's Dreams. It's it's too good to forget about. Uh, So there you go. I hope hope those good choices, you enjoyed our choices for the ultimate new movie soundtrack. And let me tell you, Coming up, get ready, because we're going to hear a whole bunch of soundtracks, four of them to be exact. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, we also have a tweet from Matt West letting us know, and this is, I mean, really, we should have led with this, that this coming Friday, so it'll be out by the time that this episode posts, but c- coming out, Disturbed are releasing a cover of If I Ever Lose My Faith in You by Sting. <laughs> Matt and Matt West tweeted at us and said, in the Matt voice, oh boy. Oh boy. There it is. <laughs> oh boy. And I got to tell you, I saw that and I was like, I got two ear holes ready for this song i and my body is not ready for this matt, matt you're matt. like not now not in this climate but i'm like this is what i need jenny matt how are you would feeling say enemy <laughs> enemy <laughs> jenny what's your thoughts on sting i don't ever thought if you asked you what's your thoughts on sting jenny i think sting is a delightful weirdo there's a, a documentary that got shelved by Disney called The Sweatbox. For some reason, I feel like I've talked about it on this show before. It's really interesting. It's about the making of The Emperor's New Groove. And Sting is in it for quite a while because he initially was like doing a lot of the soundtrack, which eventually turned into Tom Jones. But there are all of these scenes of Sting just being a fucking weirdo and making weird noises in a in a recording booth. And I was never a Sting person before that. But after I saw that, I was just like, what is this dude's deal? He's amazing. And, you know, the police are really good and everything <laughs> like that. So <laughs> I'm pro Sting. There we go. I am. I am also pro Sting. I I like the police. And I people always, you know, they always have a question like, what's the first CD you ever bought with your own money? And the answer for that for me is Nirvana Nevermind. But actually, yeah, the first CD that I ever received, if I have my timeline correct, was Sting Ten Sumner's Tales, which this song is from. Uh, my mother bought me that CD instead of nirvana nevermind because nirvana nevermind had territorial pissings on it and she's like i'm not buying this so i had to buy that shit with my own money three months later anyway i'm over it clearly (laughs) clearly uh but uh yeah so i've always you know i've always had a soft spot at least for some of that i I think you know when he started to get into loots and things like that i was i was less interested and i'm not really interested in his whole shaggy collaboration but uh uh certainly i mean the police have some oh lights out bangers oh my lord uh matt 
you're obviously pro sting i'm pro police tepid mm, okay. sting tepid um, sting well i had dream of the blue turtles um, because of a columbia house obligation to buy cds <laughs> <laughs> and you know every time i hear sting in a non-police capacity he always feels fairly pretentious but when i watched the tiny desk with him and shaggy i was back on board <laughs> because shaggy is so preposterous next to sting that he makes sting lighten up in a way that like makes him so much more enjoyable like his name's bernie you know <laughs> like mm -hmm. I mean, Sting has said that working with Shaggy was one of the great experiences of his professional career. So, there you go. Sometimes sometimes you're just like, you know what? I just want to hang out with somebody I like. And Shaggy was like, it wasn't me. <laughs> and he's like, no, it was you. It was you. And he's like, it wasn't me. And then it just turned into this I whole deserve great that bit. boo, Jenny. I deserve <laughs> that boo. Uh, but, we are, but here's the question. So obviously, by the time this episode comes out, we'll know the answer. But let's just speculate it now. Is this going to be a slow, faithful cover in the spirit of their Sounds of Silence cover that Disturb has done? Or will this be heavy rocker in the shades of their Shout cover, Shout 2000, or their cover of Land of Confusion? Hmm. I, you know... Well, you know what? It's been a while since I've heard it. Okay. So, so let's let's just do ourselves the favor of hearing just a few moments of uh, if I ever lose my faith in you. I mean, this is going to take me back to like getting ready for school in like fifth grade. So right. here we go. This is uh, Sting with "If I Ever Lose My Faith in You." I'm going to go, they're going to go darker with it. They're going to go darker with it. They're going to slow it down a little bit. I agree with Matt. I think that's what they're going to do. Jenny. I agree. I can't see them staying that, that boppy. What are they going to do with that harmonica? Is it gonna, <laughs> I hope they keep it. I, I, I have a feeling they're going to chug it up. I think that's going to be a chun 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 That's what I think is going to happen. Oh man, I gotta tell you, I was excited for this song, but now hearing the original, I am cannot wait. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, this already—I mean, this Friday was already uh, a pretty exciting Friday for new releases, new Doves records coming out. First new Doves in like a decade. Whoa! Oh yeah, oh, yeah bro, new Doves. Also, new Manson coming out. Give me that new Manson. Let me check it out. Let's see what he's up to. But now, disturbed covering sting wow it's gonna be a hot friday and it's september 11th reclaim the 11th <laughs> yeah, if there's anything that's gonna yeah. save us where were that. you when disturbed covered sting 
having the time of my life. That's These are the I words was. that shall never be uttered by anyone. I mean, it's possible that it'll be a bigger disaster. <laughs> wow! Is it too soon? Oh, you be the Jenny, judge. Jenny's like, not too soon. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. High. It was the joke that was sitting there. It's not an original joke. Um. Should we look at the rest of this feedback? Yes, we, we should. We should. We should. Well, thank you. Thank you, Matt, for letting us know about the event of the year. Uh, we will, of course, next episode be talking about this cover. So more to come. Yeah, we got some. Jenny, who's emailing? Who, who's emailing? I'll, I'll tell you who is. Ryan Rizzo. And the subject is hot tracks. Ryan says, what's up, guys? First off, love the show. And of course, love new metal. Here are some hot tracks worth considering. Danger Kids, Countdown. From Ashes to New, Panic, Genuflect, Dying Today. Also, get around to Cool Chamber's last album, Rivals, and Spine Shang's self-destructive patterns. They're both standouts, in my opinion, and definitely canon-worthy. Thanks so much, guys. Keep up the good work. Keep rocking, and keep it rolling, baby. Keep it rolling, baby. Corin's first album is brilliant and deserves a second go at the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he snuck it in. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. Rivals is on the long list. Self-Destructive Patterns by Spineshank, also on the long list. Danger Kids, I believe, has been recommended to us before. From Ashes to New, maybe? I don't know. Genuflect definitely has. That's a, that's a new band from somebody we've done. I want to say the guys from Reveille. That was their band after that. Do we want to try one of these songs? Just sure, I'm, I'm up for it. Which Jenny, one? which one? Which one you want to hear? Uh, let's listen to Danger Kids Countdown. Charles, that that was right up your alley, buddy. Walk inside and the house is cold. Dad says, you're just getting too old. Go to the basement, grab a movie. We're watching it up on the TV. You got to get with everybody. Call your friends, get them in the lobby. My house is also a hotel. Facts. And then he just disappeared. Wow. 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 Jenny, wow. you got to admit. <laughs> Say it. Don't try to take it back. It's mine. I, I think you need to say it, though. I won't say that. <laughs> oh. It's mine, and oh. I choose not to say it. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. All right. Well, I would say that was that was good. That was, that was definitely good. I enjoyed that a lot. Thank you, 
very much. Danger Kids. So I'm assuming Danger Kids must be, that sounded like on the newer end of things. Is there a date on that, Matt? Uh, let's see what we got here. Let me view the album. The album's from 2013. Okay. All right. Okay. Awesome. You know what? Long list. You're going on at Danger Kids. There you go. We also got an email from Ragdolled. Subject, shit in a bag, light it on fire. You open the door, there's a bag on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Feel these dreams. It's... Feel these dreams. Feel these dreams. dreams. Ragdolled said, hey gang... I'm a 14-year-old new metal fanatic, and it's about all I listen to. My age has nothing to do with this email except to prove that younger people are keeping new metal alive. I accidentally found you guys summer 2019 while looking up Limp Biscuit on Spotify, and I was hooked as soon as I listened to that infamous first Corn episode. Corn is literally the reason I met my best friend because we both bonded over Issues, which is the greatest album of all time. I never hear anyone defend this wonderful genre that has changed my life in so many ways. It has been the soundtrack to my life for the last two years and has helped me through so much. I was into new metal before I found your show, but not as much as I am now. I was even going to go see Incubus and Jenny's fave 311. Okay. Until all of this coronavirus debauchery occurred. I just wanted to reach out and let you guys know that you helped impact someone's life. I also draw a lot and I occasionally post new art. My Insta is at basketcase. Sorry, at basket underscore period case if you want to check me out. Going to be dropping some Roach Coach art there very soon. Ooh, thank you. Uh, New Metal in your podcast is a way out for me, and I just wanted you to know that I'm thankful for all you do. Roach Rider for life. Hayden, P.S. Tell Prowler, tell Prowler, I said, keep on rolling. Keep on rolling, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, hi, Prowler. Hi, Prowler. I heard my name. I, I decided to let myself in the door. Uh, that's totally fine. You can come in whenever you want. I appreciate your open door policy. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's baby. not really specifically for Prowler. It's more for people like Wes, but it's fine. You can. No, I I I, uh, I heard about your open door policy, and I uh, it's starting to get chilly outside. So, yeah, where to where the transition from summer to fall go? It just became fall. Prowler's <laughs> working on type. Uh, by, by, by the way, while Mark Ridley's is closed, I've been sneaking in and doing uh doing hot fives. Oh, good! I'm, I'm really excited for more Prowler Prowler stand up. Um, tell me, Prowler, do you have any hot takes on uh, airplane food? Uh, let me tell you, what are they thinking? Uh, uh, who, who 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 is this food for? Not me. Oh. <laughs> There you go. You took him down. <laughs> wow. That's a got him, Jenny. I mean, you're done. You're done. I love, I love that Prowler, although he, he sleeps outside of Jenny's home, uh, is a participant in commercial aircraft during a pandemic. Listen, sometimes I mean, he's got to I've got places to go, yeah, man. He's got places to go. I don't even uh, know what this voice sounds like anymore. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Uh, Jenny, what we got next? Um, up next, we've got who's in the DMs? Sliding up in. Oh, who's sliding up into the DMs? It's Santos from the band We Are Band Nerds. And uh, We Are Band Nerds are from Dallas, Texas. They describe their sound as new metal, trip hop, fuck yo couch music. Fuck yo couch. That... 
print it, put it on a shirt. I love it. And Santos says, I love your podcast. I don't tell you enough. Thanks for all you do. New Metal is alive and well, sirs and ma'ams. Thank you, Santos. And he sent us, uh, so he's, the band has a lot of songs out there. He sent us this song. I don't know if it's a new song that hasn't been released yet, but he sent it over. I assume we're okay to play it on the show. It's called My Enemy Master. Let's check it out. Yeah. Growth. You the type of clown that say nigga when no one around. Claim to be down. Ten toes and ain't made a sound. Lord knows I've been running all my life, it seems like forever now. Blue boys trying to hold me down. Been killing kings. Looking for our Corettas now. Blue and red lights after midnight. I'm nervous now. Classic tale of a black man in a nice car wrong side of town. So wrong, got his gun drawn. My hands up and my window down. About to be another hashtag by a blue badge. Fuck that, I'm a master gas. Pull off on his ass. Bust the right. Under the dash, I can't take that chance. I'm mad at the Tyson Myers are white. I turn in the mic. Which one you like? Two sons and a wife. I fit for my life. I gotta fight. I gotta tell you, that's fuck your couch music right there. Fuck yeah. your couch. <laughs> fuck your couch. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, that was amazing. They're called We Are Band Nerds. Check them out. They are clearly fucking incredible. So thank you, Santos. Looking to hear more from them. Awesome. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, finally, we did an episode all about Team Sleep for part of our side project summer, and we got some feedback on it. Remember May? (sighs) Remember the time. It was great. Hey, it was a month. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Here we go. I'm already falling apart. We're 25 minutes in. Gareth Davies says, woo of virtue. Also, if you ever do a Putney Hall of Fame month, I cannot recommend more highly Grey Haven's Empty Black. Hearing Echo and Dust Part 1 for the first time was like hearing Black Hole Sun or Killing in the Name of for the first time. He sent us a link. I appreciate it. Thank you, Gareth. Thank you so much. Uh, a Putney Hall of Fame month. Woo. That's a lot of fire for one month. That's a lot of intensity. But I'm not I'm not against that. That's a that's a good idea. Putney month. Ooh. Oh. I think we're all I think we're all are we, for Putney. Are we talking about introducing another producer spotlight? I have a feeling <laughs> everybody would be a little more open to Putney producer spotlight unless it turns out that Putney also produced an album for the cure. For the cure. <laughs> You never know. <laughs> Surprise Cure album drops tomorrow. Putney behind the boards. Oh, boy. I hear he has this tool that can make kind of guitars sound like anything he needs them to sound like. Like it's a bunch of pedal effects. Are you talking about his, his software, Matt? I've heard about this software. I mean, I've heard that it can... Make a lot of interesting sounds. Jenny, you, you you know a little bit about this. I mean, you live in like the pedal warehouse at this point, right? Oh, yeah. 
Ernie Ball calls me every morning. Ernie Ball <laughs> is on speed dial. Oh, yeah. Me and Ernie go way back. This software is just... Ugh. The word escapes me. So you think of a word for yourself. Just envision that word, and that's what the software is like. I'm also stuck in a lot of strings right now, guys. <laughs> Uh, well, that's what happens when you got Ernie Ball on speed dial. He's just like, she probably needs more strings. Another yeah, box he doesn't of strings. answer. He just sends strings. <laughs> Stop sends... calling me. Uh, well, thank you for putting this idea of a Putney month in our heads. It uh, It's in there now. So I guess stay tuned. Uh, we also got a comment from Matt Murphy who said, Jenny and Matt, I stand behind your love for Tomb of Legea. Lauren, I stand behind your love for the song King Diamond. Mary Timoney really seems to, to divide y'all. Laughing emoji. Great up regardless. It may not be too crazy different from Deftones, but it's still nice for the fact of extra Chino. There you go. All right. Uh, David Gregory Karsh says, Waiting on the Sleeper album from Dragpipe. Music for the last day on Earth. This Dragpipe record... Popping in and out of people's recommendations, but here's something I've noticed, and I didn't include the comment. I think, I don't remember who it was who said it, but basically, someone will recommend Dragpipe, and then someone will roll in into the comments and go, dude, no. This has been consistent. <laughs> so it's like, Dragpipe, maybe, but then somebody's like, no, dude. So I don't know. I, I don't I know. I love that it's like they've seen the Ark of the Covenant open up but they closed their eyes and everybody around them got their face melted and they're like, yeah, it does bad things. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that drag pipe, but I don't know. Cause somebody, cause there's somebody else who's like, yes, dude, drag pipe. It's, it's consistent every couple, every couple of weeks I'd say. So I don't know. Is it on the long Do, list? You know what? I, I think I did put it on initially cause I was like, yeah, okay. But it is, it stayed on the long list because then people's like, no, no. And you know, we pick these albums oftentimes because of the mood we're feeling. And an album that is constantly being told, no, kind of gets pushed out a little bit. But it makes me want to do it more. Oh, Jenny's emboldened <laughs> after Hoobastank. <laughs> I'm just a perpetual teen. <laughs> you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to want to do it. Uh, like that hasn't gone away for me. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, all right. Then Dragpipe has got moved up the long list. Okay. It looks rough i will say <laughs> just <laughs> Doing a, a little visually, over here just visually wow visually it's tough <laughs> it's real tough visually <laughs> oh no all right well all right drag pipe to be considered thank you david uh alex uh pozuelo says matt Nas killed me when he nailed that tomb of lagia it's like he knew it was going to happen. Hashtag <laughs> Nostradamus. Thank you. Thank you. I just had Can't, a feeling. Yeah. I mean, we all know that you're a prophet of these times, so. Oh, I wish. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know, Matt. Do uh, you Matt, wish? Do you wish? Well, what, a, what a burden. Here's what the a burden. thing. What am I going to do? Sit back and be like, told you. <laughs> That is 100% what a fucking prophet right now would do. Be like, I fucking told you. Yeah, <laughs> Just... Should have listened. Open up the mirror holes. I told you. 
Yep. Someone's shitty uncle was the Nostradamus of our time. Yeah. They're getting Um, rid of cash money and they're going to put us on Fed dollars. Oh, man. That's not what I want to know, Nostradamus. I want to know what's this Disturbed cover going to be like? I can't wait three days. It's true. It's true. Cameron Lee McKinnon says, love it. Still waiting for that Stone Sour episode, though. First record has some definite new metal AF moments. Stone Sour, once again, the Stone Sour push. You are heard. You are acknowledged. Joshua Toomey says, new addition to the genius list, Matt Nas the Goat. Oh, wow. You really impressed him. You really impressed him with the set, Matt. Thank you. Well, it was a good. I did. I did have a walk off home run in that one, which is, you know, every once in a while it happens. Modest to the very end. That's why we love him. (laughs) True, true. And finally, Gabriel Vallejo says this house hashtag this house was built on rippers. It's true. I said it then and I stand by it now. That's what this house was built on. It's built Mm. on rippers. Thank you, everybody who wrote in. And that is it for who's tweeting. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your racks. Send us your ideas. Send us the songs you feel like we got to her. Got to her? (laughs) Right there. What? What's going on there? Uh, The songs that you think we need to hear. And, uh, yeah, just keep them coming. Keep them coming. And now it is time for the album of the week. Fire from the Gods, their album, Narrative Retold. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on May 19th, 2017. My parents told me about a party. (laughs) I believe all three of us were not familiar with Fire from the Gods until they were recommended to us on on, on the list, on the Andrew Wolf list. Is that correct? That is correct for me. Uh, so this band, I guess I guess we'll start. Jenny, who is in Fire from the Gods? On this record, Fire from the Gods is AJ Channer on lead vocals, Jameson Teeth on rhythm guitar and backing vocals, Drew Walker on lead guitar, Bonner Baker on bass guitar, and Richard Wickender on drums and percussion. There we go. This record, uh, we should notice, so this is listed as the second record by Fire From The Gods, but what it actually is in is expansion of their first record, Narrative, which came out July 6, 2016, uh, and they repackaged it with two more songs, and I guess that leads us to, Jenny, who's the producer on this record? Okay, producers on this album for Narrative which is just the first uh, record that we get a little bit um, that we get again in this, that was David Bendeth. And I don't think that we have worked with him before, but that's who we're working with. And then with uh, the two new songs that come on this record, they are produced by one J devil, (laughs) Jonathan Davis. Whoa. The ultimate blessing. 
you're like, you know what? We gotta we gotta rework the record a little bit. We gotta add a couple extra songs. Who can we get? And they were like, how about we get you, JD? So uh, Jenny and I were really working hard to find a lot of info about this band on the internet, and there's a lot less than there are for a lot of these other bands that we've done. And so we ended up listening to a few interviews that AJ did with the X-Men, the X-Men podcast with Doc Coyle, also with Brutally Speaking podcast, and with our own friend, Josh Toomey, Talk To Me podcast. And he talked on, gosh, I listened to all three of these in the same day. I believe it was on Brutally Speaking that he talked about working with Jonathan Davis, and he had nothing but really nice things to say about him. He said that basically he treated him like family and that JD was more attentive to what a vocalist needs than a lot of producers. He said that he was really pushing himself to get the takes, but he was kind of running out of gas. And he said another producer would just be like, yeah, yeah, keep going. Let's get these done. But he said JD was like, you're toast, bro. You got to go home. You got to go to bed. I can tell. And he said that was that really that JD was definitely looking out for him as, as, as a performer in a way that he didn't always feel that a producer might do for him, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Jenny, did you have any takeaways from uh, the interviews you listened to? I mean, just in general, I felt like the interview he did, was it like X-Men? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Yeah. AJ just himself seemed to have like a super interesting history. Apparently he was a stockbroker for like 10 years before he really like put it all out there in the bands that he was in and stuff. And I don't know. I mean, I really enjoyed, they kind of go off on a little bit of a, a tangent in the, the X-Men podcast about like metal fans and what people say are true metal and what people like and what they're accepting of. And it's sort of just like a call for people to be more open in that way. And like sort of talked about like a little bit of like the elitism you get in the scene and, and things like that. And I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. They kind of dived into a little bit of, of the difference between being a band in the scene and trying to make it on like a bigger stage in that he kind of doesn't go out and out say it. I don't know if he was trying to be kind, but it seemed to be more of like, you could be, you could feel like you're the king of the scene. But then when you try to go out on the bigger stage, you find out that people were just supporting the scene. They weren't supporting your band necessarily. And that that can be a harsh realization for a band to take on. And that it was very interesting in all the interviews there was there was some business talk and and it seems to me that there's a lot of considerations that people like us are never privy to in regards to how bands are created and developed and promoted that to an outsider we're just like why didn't this like why didn't this band break why didn't this happen and it's like it's not as simple as a we have a song we put it on the radio. There's like all these other things at play, because he went from like to a couple different bands before he ended up in Fire from the Gods, and it seemed like he was sort of just looking for his fit. And it wasn't until Fire from the Gods that he really like found it. And it also and they had an interesting part of the conversation, which I'm sure Jenny you latched onto with where they talked about whether or not you believe in fate and destiny, or these things destined to happen or just a nice coincidence. Mm, oh yeah i mean that's very much my shit so 
Yeah, I thought that that was interesting. They seem to think that things fall into place, but you also have to work for what you want and keep going after it. And doors will open for you as you go, um, Mm -hmm. which I agree with. Which I agree with. Absolutely. This album, uh, if I'm remembering my details, this is, let me tell you, when you're listening to three interviews in one day, all the info starts to cram into your head. But I believe they said that they recorded this in a month, uh, if that's correct. And then they went back in to record what was supposed to be three songs with Jonathan Davis, but they ran out of time. They were only able to do two. And those are actually the first two songs on Narrative Retold. Yeah, this band had a, a few lineup changes before the lineup we have here, but it seems like According to the the Wikipedia, the um, the a proper album was not made until this current lineup, and everything prior to that was just EPs uh, with a different uh, array of singers and players. This album has, if we count both narrative and narrative retold, five singles, a bunch of videos. We're going to talk all about them. The Wikipedia for this band does not have individual tags for the albums but we do have some genre tags on the page jenny what do we got for the genre tags on the page we have rap metal hard rock alternative rock and metalcore Mm, there we go and looking up david bendeth who is our main producer on this record just looking up a little bit about him he's british his genres his main tag for his genres jazz fusion there we go there we go and uh he has worked with he had his own band called the david bendeth band and they toured with such people as the pointer sisters and the police tie it all together (laughs) there we go tie it all together uh he wrote the joe cocker song two wrongs don't make a right what that's right that's right and he also i I gotta just run through this guy's cv a little bit from 95 to 2002 he was senior vp of a and r at rca records in new york while he was there he saw some bands and he said i'm about to sign your asses those bands vertical horizon and sr 71 oh he did okay he did okay he also produced Vertical Horizon single You're a God. Underrated second single from Vertical Horizon. Don't sleep on You're a God. He also, oh, snap. He produced Right Now by SR71. What? Yes. Wow. Oh, my Lord. This guy. David, love your work. Love your work, David. Love your work. And also, he produced and mixed. Elvis Presley's Elvis 30 number one hits. There you go. So they trust this guy. They trust this guy. Oh, at the bottom of this wiki, we got a list of other bands that he has either produced or mixed. Paramore, Breaking Benjamin, Papa Roach, Kill Switch, Hawthorne Heights, Taking Back Sunday, Chiodos, Bruce Hornsby, Bring Me the Horizon of Mice and Men, Asking Alexandria, Tonight Alive, Beartooth, I Prevail, Sleeping with Sirens, North Lane. So this guy's got some he's got some heavy bona fides mixed in there, but also every now and again, he's like, let me go work with my boy Bruce. 
I got the Hornsby on speed dial. Oh, you got to get the Hornsby on speed dial, baby. All right. Well, officially super impressed with David Bendap just on this resume alone. Anything else we want to touch on, Jenny, before we dive into these tracks? No, we got to get to the tracks. We're almost 45 minutes in. <laughs> oh, classic us. I know. Classic <laughs> pandemic us. That's right. All the time in the world. All right. Let's do oh, Boy, I'm knocking my mic over. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive in. All right. First track, The Voiceless. do it but i i think that would have activated the pit i i you know it's, but it's not like it's not a traditional like when i think of a 90s pit pit this feels more like rock show pit at this moment you know what i mean like it's a different vibe it's it's definitely it's a different vibe and also knowing that jd produced this it it feels like a merging of a couple things that we know what this band, you know, we heard the one song, which we're going to get to. It's on this album. We're going to get to it. We know that they can bring this heat, but JD, we know, is a mood guy when left to his own devices. And so we get this sort of simmery mood that then really leads into, instead of what I would say is like an attack, is more like a launch. You know what I mean? So you're not being pummeled, you're being carried. You know what I mean? It's like you're walking down the street and then all of a sudden Superman grabs you and takes you up into into orbit, you know? Uh, so it, 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 I, I like that. It, it reminded me, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a vicious pit. It felt more like an inspiration pit, you know? Like if you're going to get grabbed by the lapels by Fire from the Gods, it's not to hurt you. It's to help you to wake your ass up. Wake up, sheeple. Wake up. Wake and up. Uh, yeah, so I thought this one was uh, was real hot. Jenny, thoughts on The Voiceless? I thought it was a hot open. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I feel like you both nailed it. I don't have a whole lot more to add. Other than to say, 
I'm sorry to tell you all, but my website songmeanings.com really did not come through on this. Um, so we had to go to Genius for the lyrics, um, which doesn't give us a ton either. But there was an interview that I found uh, from MetalNexus.net. It was a, a review of this record that had a quote pulled from AJ and he says this about the album overall this album is the personal narrative of a minority man living in major cities and being American there's socioeconomic theme throughout the whole record that carries from each song to song it's all about the underdog we've all had to fight for everything we have in this band the political climate in our country is quite racially and socially charged There are a lot of issues and energy people are expressing along with misguided hate and anger. I want to channel this in music that can resonate. This is where we come from and who we are as a band. So um, that is the general overview of what these songs are about. And I think that that comes across very clearly if you listen to the lyrics. Absolutely. The lyric I picked out, which felt... I mean, it was resonant then, and it feels even more resonant now, is the line, choked a brother to death for everyone to see and filled the headlines up with his criminal history. Oh, boy. You're written this song yesterday. Very trenchant. Very, very relevant. Music video for this song, uh, a mix of basically uh, some heavy symbolism in regards to a lot of people wearing gags on their mouths, being unable to speak their truth uh intercut with the band rocking out let me tell you you guys know that i love seeing a band rock out when i can tell that they are a band united and these guys are a goddamn unit they are connected and then my favorite part they sued the, the gang vocals and they show them all singing the gang vocals together on the on the mics oh i loved it good stuff good stuff so i'm feeling yeah good. yeah yeah uh all right well let's keep going up next we've got the taste Pipes, man. Holy crap. My dude can sing. He definitely can. And he talked in one of the interviews um, about, well, no, he talked about in the uh, in the Brutally Speaking interview about Jonathan Davis just doing a mic check and being like, oh shit, it's the guy from Corn." <laughs> and uh, I related to that 100%. 
Also good to know that when Jonathan Davis checks a mic, he checks a mic. He doesn't do a one, two, three, four. He, I think he just does twist. I think that's how he checks a mic, which honestly, you're going to know if the mic works or not. <laughs> that's a good way to check. Good way to check. Uh, he also talks about seeing uh, Lejean Witherspoon perform live and uh, hearing him sing in person and just feeling that and just definitely it seemed like those seemed to be the two I mean maybe just because they were talking about Jonathan Davis but it seemed like him and LeJohn seemed to be sort of like his two inspirations but I think he said he said in the Doc Coyle interview though that he went into the to make these albums with like one type of singing style in mind but then speaking with the producer and everything he ended up doing a lot more things than he originally thought he could even do yeah it sounds like he knew he could scream but that's all he'd ever really tried to do and then I mean what a nice surprise if you're like well I guess I'll try to sing and then this is what comes out yeah <laughs> like, I know oh, well <laughs> I would you know what I don't know if I let me give it a try tomorrow <laughs> that's but. my that is my dream <laughs> So do you think, have you ever really tried to sing? And be like, I don't know. And then I do, and I have like the most powerful, yeah, just like an amazing voice. True fantasies of mine. And I'm really glad that AJ got to live it. This song is, it's got Jonathan Leftis calling card, I will say. <laughs> what was the line that tipped you off, Jenny? I mean, it starts Hello Midnight Caller, and it's so very moody and spoopy. I really liked this song. I definitely was not expecting this song based on what we heard from the list. Mm -hmm. And I guess like the, the first song a little bit, but I just wasn't expecting this song, but I really did enjoy it. Yeah. Matt thoughts on the taste. The feel of it was JD through and through. I was like, of course my dude can sing. I dug it. I was surprised that it's track two. Usually this is a track three. But um, I, I was expecting another rocker, but it's a good song. It's a good song. So the difference in the track listings between narrative and narrative retold is basically just that they put these two songs up top as sort of basically sort of reshaping the narrative, if you will, uh, before going into track three, which is the first song on the original narrative. But this does sort of, ch I don't know if it changes the tone or more so uh, establishes it in a stronger way. These songs definitely feel, I, I don't want to diminish the other songs, but seeing these ones feel like more mature, but these ones seem like maybe a little more serious. I mean, not to say the other songs aren't serious, but maybe, I, I don't know. Do, do you know what I'm saying, Jenny? I do. I'm trying to think of the word. It, earnest keeps coming to mind, like, but I don't think that's the right word. Yeah, it, it definitely there was, for whatever it is, we're I feel like we're talking about like an, a weird intangible, but, but clearly like the vibe with JD in the studio was a different vibe than when they were working with David. But I think all of this ultimately... Well, we'll see how it comes together as, as a full narrative. Uh, and uh, final question, Jenny, Matt, is the taste sex or drugs? I couldn't decide. I mean, isn't sex a drug? 
Matt, you mm. fucking did it. That's why you're the goat. It is. It's a sex drug. Sex drug. Uh, yeah, I'm addicted. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's a big problem. <laughs> it's uh, such a problem. Uh, destroying my life. Uh, can't get enough of it. All right. Oh, you guys, you guys remember in I Think You Should Leave the Honk If You're Horny Guy? Yes. yes. Of course. I've watched that probably more than 20 times and i have cried laughed every single time something about it just flips the switch for me that dude is addicted to sex drugs um and now you know the funniest thing in the world to me are we ready for track three aka track one okay (laughs) that is public enemy my notes fuck it up boys <laughs> wow. oh man these are, let me tell you you start the album with this it is a different tone this is this is real i mean you're, you're coming in hot with the one but this is this is once again you start with the voiceless you're being swooped up and carried with the momentum you start with public enemy you're being crushed under under underfoot <laughs> Uh, Jenny, thoughts on Public Enemy? I loved it. I thought it was a ripper. The song seems to be about basically our racist-ass society. (laughs) And I I really, really liked it a lot. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, these guys are locked and loaded. There's also, you know, to fill in that new metal need, there's a cool rap part at 139, Matt. If you want to check that out. 139, you say? All right, let's do it. Before you even I may speak. I'm torn your door, God, to me. How long we can go on like this? So unfocused. Olympic and picture united. We ride, divided, we die. It goes to one step with power to my epitome. All right, I see what they're doing. I see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. We're here for it. We're here for it. This is a real hot one. And I got to tell you, I did three listens on this record. Always a party. This thing just moved. Jenny, did you did you get to take this on any? Did you Christ got challenged this record? I did. I did. My first listen, in fact, was on a run. 
And what a dream. <laughs> what a dream. Because <laughs> you had sent me a text and said, fire from the gods is going to be great for jogs. I was like, awesome. And I was jogging and I heard the voiceless and the taste. And I was like, it's definitely a vibe. But then we got here and I was like, oh, here we fucking go. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I did do a little Christ Scout challenge on this one. Yeah, this one. Uh, yeah, I got a. Uh... I got some. Uh, I, this one I actually did a, did a full stereo in the house speaker listen, which I don't get to do too often, and I uh, I got a little worried that I was gonna wake the neighbors a little bit because these boys everything's cranked to eleven, unironically. So I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And I, I'm I gotta say, three tracks in though, this is feeling pretty new. This is feeling pretty new metal. Yeah, I agree. Some it's of these interesting. choruses are a little post new metal. Sorry, I interrupted Jenny. That's it. Well, didn't really pay off. Oh, that just was just. <laughs> no, no, it? it's fine. It's fine. You said it, and I was agreeing with you, but also drinking something. So, no, I no, I know what you mean because they do have a bit of that metalcore touch that we've heard in stuff like Motionless and White, and in bring me the horizon but i feel like there's there's a lot more overall new metal hanging over this also should mention in all the interviews they ask aj about the new metal tag the new metal vibe and he's like yep mm -hmm. grew up on it love it i think at one point he says i think in the x-men review that like metallica came out and he was like Nah, that's not my thing. Then he heard Rage Against the Machine, and he was like, yeah, that's my thing. And then he heard Slipknot, and he went, this is my thing. So the guy, the guy grew up on the good stuff. So, All right. There we go. Up next, we've got End Transmission. Jenny, thoughts on end transmission? This is definitely a hands up in the air type of song. I know this was a single 
Um, I wonder about, I don't, I don't know the specifics of which songs got radio play. I know some of them did just based on the interviews I listened to. This feels like a radio song all day. I think it's really good. I really enjoy it. I could see it having very broad appeal. And I don't mean that in. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you You trying to tell me? You're telling me. The Friar from the Gods is trying to, I don't know, broaden their audience? I think the audience was uh, pretty broad to begin with. <laughs> Are they <laughs> greasing the skids, if you know what I mean? What does uh, what does that mean? Getting oh. their pussies wet. Hey, oh. <laughs> listen, you put on you put on in transmission, and its waps as far as the eye can see <laughs> and the nose can smell, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wow. How wait, dare you? Wait a minute. How dare you? This podcast, the sense we're using, ears only, Lauren. Don't bring smell into this. Oh, I'm sorry. It's I'm sorry. Too far. Did I just break with broad talk with my vivid descriptions? I have a strict one sense only rule. My apologies. I will stick. Strictly to ear holes in the future. Um, Yeah, this one, I was getting so many influences here. I just kept writing stuff down because I'm getting a postcard core. I'm getting an emo sound. I'm getting a space vibe sound. I'm getting a Deftones vibe. I'm getting a POD vibe. I'm hearing all of that put together. And then I'm like, oh, wait, when was this album made? Like 2016. Yes, no duh. These All these things conglomming, coming together. And they might not have made sense in 2009. They might not have made sense in 2011. But in 2016? In 2020? They can 20, only make 20. sense. The math, the math works. The new metal math. You just The thing with most math is that 2 plus 2 is 4 no matter what year you're in. But with new metal math, sometimes you just got to wait around. You got to wait around till the equation's just right. And the equation was just right on end transmission. Jenny, this music video. Very, very spacey. Very, um, very much like a lot of little documentaries I've seen Sweet Mitchell watching lately. Like the nature of existence and space and time and aliens and things like that. So I guess I just spoiled the vid. (laughs) A little bit, but I knew it was coming a mile away because oh, I've yeah? been watching a lot of this <laughs> at my own. It's like, oh. Oh, that's some alien shit right here. <laughs> yeah, so we got we got the band performing uh, amidst spacey, I'd say, computer diagrams of the universe, intercut with two young boys looking for something. They got little flashlights. They're crawling around, looking under bridges. And they find this crystal, and one of the kids holds the crystal up, and he's just shining his flashlight on it. Like, what does it mean? And all of a sudden, he zaps out of existence, and his buddy is like, oh. I was like, that's the reaction? Your buddy just ceased to exist. And he was like, oh. But then we cut to the buddy who was literally floating through space, and it was very clear that the director was like, I want you to just seem... A little incredulous. Not 
your entire understanding of the universe and the world is forever changed. More just like, oh, what? Which is a choice. I understand. But he's indeed floating through. He's becoming light. He's becoming one with the universe. And at the very end, Jenny, what do we get? An alien. Whoa. Straight up alien. Opens its eyes and it's like, what up? It's me. I've been here the whole time. End transmission. Click. Because I assume that kid's now stuck with the alien. I mean, stuck. A lot of judgment. I mean... I mean, here's the thing. I know what you're saying, Jenny. Being pulled up, meeting a new life form, redefining your understanding of the universe. But I think you're thinking of it as an adult who's dealt with a lot of things and is ready maybe for a change from all this shit. But he's just a teen. He's still growing. He's still figuring it out. He doesn't know. I don't know. I feel like he might be the wrong person to meet an alien at this point. Just a Hmm. thought. Hey, I guess we'll just have our opinions about that one. We will. Also, Fire from the Gods, sequel video, please. What's happened with this kid and the alien? We need to know who's right. Yeah, that's that's really the important part. Jenny and I got to settle this bet. (laughs) I think the teen will be fine. I think it's trouble. (laughs) I don't think so. All All right. Are we ready for the next song? Let's do it. All right. Up next, we've got Excuse Me. Excuse me, sheeple. Excuse me. Wake up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny we say wake up sheeple a lot as a joke. And then you live in the world now. And you're like, uh, wait a minute. (laughs) Wake up, sheeple. Sheeple. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) For real this time, please wake up, sheeple. we're, We're saying that you can't bring up white privilege and training like oh oh, oh, no 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 wake up sheeple wake up like (laughs) it's fucked yeah and i think this song is exactly about how (laughs) fucked it is to be a black person in our society and resisting and rising up against it and i really love this song but man (laughs) sheeple (laughs) 
<laughs> Wake up! This, uh, yeah, this one, this was the uh, the song that uh, Andrew Wolf had on his list. We said it was new metal as fuck then. It's new metal as fuck now. I wrote in my notes. The boys did it again. So they certainly did. This thing's got crunching riffs. We got some some hot rap, and I'm not going to say what he's doing, but he, he might be spitting. But that's all I'm going to say about that. And also, we got some sirens in there at one point. And, and then the video, which I thought uh, Doc Coyle made a good point that this video is a cool vibe and that they point out that there's a lot of videos that bands do and they kind of take some like subliminal shots about filming in a warehouse with some leaky pipes and some dripping water. <laughs> and at first I'm like, who could they be talking about? And I'm like, oh, they're just talking about like every music video that's ever been made by a metal band. That's all they're talking about. And in uh, this one, they make some conscious choices. For one, film during the day, broad daylight, in the street, with some hype fans. Fan. Now, this is a good thing, because uh, often I, I've talked about bands that populate their audiences with hotties, but they don't seem like people that listen to the band. But in this case, I'm going to say it. I think a lot of hotties listen to Fire From The Gods. <laughs> I I've I could put together uh Lauren's type as an archetype just based on how factually you state whether people are attracted or not on this show. What is my type, Jenny? Tell me what my type is. I'll draw a picture and send it to <laughs> oh, you. Oh goody. Oh goody. <laughs> oh my lord, it's Denise Richards. <laughs> oh no. She's having a rough season on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Bring it. Denise is not having anything <laughs> right now, Matt. Oh boy. Denise is having a bad season. Oh. Um but yeah. I it's just so funny to me and the way you're just like, this person's hot. This person's not hot. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I have a firm hotties and naughties clause in this well, I think, what, 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 what did I write in the email to you, Jenny? I said, oh, here it is. I said, very hype crowd for the band. A lot of hotties, not many naughties. I, so. It made me very excited to watch the video when I saw that. Because I was like, I bet. <laughs> I know what I'm, I know where we're going for put me on, Put me on blast. Put me on blast. What were you expecting to see? What did you see? Boobs. <laughs> Number one ticket to being a hottie. <laughs> one number one with a bullet. Undefeated. <laughs> I mean, there are some other things, but thank you for putting that out. Uh, <laughs> there's no, some other no, things. It's just that. It's just that. Favorite. Oh, boy. Oh, Matt, any, any final thoughts on Excuse Me? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Great song. Great song. All Definite. right. You know what? Listen. Hotties or notties, everyone can enjoy it. There you go. I agree. I agree. Up next, we got composition. Yeah, this is why I'm so sick of the 
same thing. Truly. Truly Jesus. doing it. Truly doing the damn thing. I wrote my notes. This is motivation music. Jenna, you're on the jog. Composition comes up. You get a second wind, I'm willing to bet. Oh, yeah. It's all wind. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is... I wrote my notes. These guys are ripping it the fuck up. We got Chug. These guys mean business. I wrote down this lyric. And tell me if this doesn't inspire the shit out of you. I'm getting louder. Fuck destiny. You'll never get the best of me. I'm going to set the world on fire and unleash the beast in me. I'm going to say it right now. If this is your senior year, it's going to be a tough one. Keep that quote in mind. Put that in your yearbook. There you that, go. There's your senior quote. Straight from AJ to your ears. What more is there to say? What more is there to say? <laughs> what I, yeah, more Je- can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, Matt, any other thoughts on composition? Don't let me hog this one. I dug it. I, I love his voice, man. It It is powerful. It's got that grit. I love that grit. Yeah, the, he's got it. I mean, this band is chugging along. It is wild to think that he was just screaming and somebody was like, why don't you give a sing? Just give us a little bit of a sing. And he's like, I don't know. I guess. And then this happens. It's just amazing. It's a true prize. A true prize. All right. Up next, we've got Evolve. A lot of these quiet opens. Before we talk about it, can you go to 225? 225? You got it, buddy. Damn. I know we were talking about predicting the future earlier. Uh huh. I feel the need to call to some lyrics in this song. <laughs> yes. This was released in 2016. And the lyrics are I fear the worst is yet to come and it falls apart right before our eyes. 
too scared to read between the lines. Look. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. Make sure he doesn't have a time machine. Oh, boy. Just saying. When I heard those lyrics, I went, oof. (laughs) You called it, AJ. You called it, man. This one... I like AJ's a lot. AJ's got the fucking receipts, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you. He really does. And, uh, I mean, listen listen to these interviews. AJ's smart guy. Smart guy. Definitely is a guy with a plan, but also is somebody who, anytime he is interacting with anybody, I feel like he's like, what, what can I learn from this person? What can this person teach me with their knowledge? And he's not going to let any opportunity slide he talks about how he was in another band and they were not given they initially thought they were going to get a label deal they didn't get a label deal they got basically like a development deal and everyone was like uh and he's like this this is amazing we didn't have anything we let's develop let's see what we can do and the thing to notice is that he basically i think gleaned what he needed from that experience found something else, then found something else, and now here he is in Fire from the Gods, crushing it. So I think we can all learn a lot from AJ in that regard. Jenny, evolve. I mean, the chorus for Waking Up Sheeple, incredible stuff. The video. Oh, here we go. I knew. Hear what goes. Here we go. I knew. I mean. Let's talk about this video. <laughs> what are what is your reaction? I said the video, and you had a whole. You started sputtering like an old timey car in a cartoon. Oh <laughs> like, well, I mean this video. So I'll read what I wrote in my notes. As the band, oh, we should mention it is mentioned in the interview that this was directed by AJ. Is the band performing in a speakeasy? Customers acting out the themes of the song. How we need to evolve past our grievances and bigotry. The band is all performing in white suits, looking very spiffy. Uh, AJ is doing that thing where he joins the band mid-song from the crowd, like a fucking boss, but then leaves after the chorus is done. He goes to the bar to get a drink during the verses to then go back up for the chorus. Love all that stuff. You just have to assume that you are not thrown off by the incredibly hot dominatrix waitress who is strolling through this video i mean she's the first person you see and i just am wondering lauren yeah yeah sure i'm just about the the thesis i put forward earlier yeah yeah yeah. is there anything that particularly stands out about this (laughs) woman in the video perhaps Uh, perhaps uh you know perhaps well endowed in the (laughs) chest area Perhaps you may notice that. I if you would watch say the video. that was striking. <laughs> that her, that her bosom would, is protruding. I um, would say yeah. I for a second I saw like the freeze frame of the video and I thought maybe she was doing that trick where you sit with your knees real close to your chest to make it look like you have huge boobs. You know the trick that all people do, <laughs> not just me and my friends when we were kids, but. No, I, I really liked this video and I really liked this song and I, I did find, I I mean, I don't often find boobs to be distracting, but 
these were <laughs> these were big ones that were <laughs> incredibly distracting. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay, okay. <laughs> great video though. Great video. You did great, AJ. If this is your first directorial debut, like strong open. Matt, any final thoughts on Evolve? They're doing it. I mean, I'm I have now purchased the ticket a couple times, so I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. Matt's a multiple ticket buyer. All right. All right. I, th- I think we're ready. Okay. Up next, we've got Pretenders. got the fucking formula man jesus more fire more fire more fire straight from the gods also you guys it's about time we've been talking about sheeple but have we given any heat to these fucking posers out there not yet (sighs) not yet but here fire from the gods being nice just calling them pretenders boy oh boy there's some lines in here, Jenny. You don't know what it's like to get beat down and shit on by life. You poser. Pretender. Then he says, straight facts, no lies. The truth is in my hungry eyes. Do not mess with fire from the gods. They have fire and they got it from gods. It's in the name. Protect yourself. Jenny, thoughts on pretenders? I liked it a lot. Uh, it definitely did feel like a, a bit of a fuck you. Maybe posers, probably posers, but there's something about like, I don't know. I believe fire from the gods in a way that like, especially calling back to some earlier new metal when people are like, fuck you poser. It feels like it doesn't have a lot of substance. Whereas this feels like a fuck you. You are full of shit. Like it feels a lot more like full throated, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's like an advanced <laughs> fuck the poser song. We have perfected the science. The fuck you poser song has has been mastered yeah 
Absolutely. Well, they're also, yeah, this is, yeah, more confident because there is also this sense of with some fuck you poser songs in the past that it's, uh, that maybe some of those bands, and I think can kind of bear it out, some of those bands, like they were there, but it was just like a lucky moment. And then that was it. And they were done. And Fire from the Gods, especially when you listen to these interviews with AJ, this man's been pounding the pavement. This man's been putting in the work. So he knows he's in this for the long haul, and he believes it. So when he sees somebody trying to skate by, pretend their way in, to quote you, Jenny, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think like the other thing that really comes through on this record overall, one of the things in an interview that AJ says is when they were talking about putting out a record on Rise Records, he thought, I'm too old for that. Like, I don't I don't fit that image. And then he talked about how that's like a self-imposed barrier, because obviously they were offering, you know, to put a record out. But I think that something that makes this stand out kind of to your point, Lauren, about how he has like lived a life. These songs are clearly about a person like who has lived a life from a very clear perspective and experience to back it up. And it's not just like talking dumb shit to talk shit. Like it's, it's doesn't feel petty at all. No. It feels like, I know that we, it's been a little while, but like one of the things that used to come up for us a lot is like, do I believe this person? Or is this like, are we getting, I don't know. Like I think of like listening to to some bands and songs where they're talking about like bitches or like whatever. And I'm just like, okay guys, like fuck off. Like every song on this record to me is like, I'm writing a song about something I care about. I'm writing a song about something that I know about. And now I'm going to, I mean, and the band is incredible and AJ's voice is great, but it feels to me like it's real. It's not like, it's not a bunch of pretenders. It's not a bunch of posing and posturing in my opinion. To close it out from the lyrics from the lyrics themselves, he says, let me tell you, it's not easy. You better believe me. This is real. There you go. There you go. All right. Up next, we've got Diversion. It activated.
from the lyrics, forward motion is the only option. You're telling me, if you are seated, if you are at, I'm saying post-pandemic, we get that vaccine going, Fire from the Gods announced they're doing a show. We're there, absolutely, in the back where it's safe. But we just all got some tall drinks. And then this song comes on, we're, we're going to have to get new drinks. Because otherwise we're going to be wearing those. It's true. Matt, you did immediate pit activation on this song. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's a hardcore start. A classic hardcore start, not so much a uh, post-hardcore start. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're in the pit. It's, this, is Circle, this is Circle City, USA. Like, let's go. I'm amped. I, I hear that. I hear those guitar riffs, and I get amped every time. Jenny, I wrote in my notes, are you motivated yet? My question to you. Oh, yeah. You can tell by my tone. <laughs> Jenny it's... sounds super fucking motivated. Right? She sounds uh-huh. so motivated. Uh-huh. I am very motivated. Yes. Thank you for asking. <laughs> are you motivated yet, Lauren? I mean, I'm super motivated. 100%. These guys, I mean, I don't have any other options when I'm listening to these guys, if I'm sitting and listening to this, I feel lazy. I've got to stand. I got to walk around. Might have to build something. I don't know. Just find some pile of bricks somewhere with some mortar. Just start bricking. So what are you building? I don't know. I'm listening to Fire from the Gods. I got a brick. Yeah, I'm bricking over here. <laughs> hey, man. I'm just going to be bricking. I'm just going to be bricking. I, I don't, I'm not worried about codes. I'm not worried about anything. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm just bricking until this album's over. All right. He's motivated. He's bricking. I'm bricking. He's <laughs> bricking Meyer. Not even making much of anything. Just stacking bricks. Just stacking them up. <laughs> He's like, Where's the gray stuff that goes between? <laughs> oh, what's it called? Poor what's mortar. It called? Yeah, mortar. 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 Thank mortar. you. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I've never built a building. <laughs> Not yet, Jenny. I guess bricks and mortar. Bricks and mortar. That's what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Jenny is not that building's family. Oh, I am not. And if I am that building's family, do not enter that building. (laughs) It is not up to code. (laughs) That is not a safe building for you. You stay out of that structure that I built. No, no. Not not in my skill set, unfortunately. All right, are we ready for the next song? I think so. I got In Spite of Doubt.
my lord. We are... I just want to point this out. This is track 10. And I am covered in sweat. <laughs> boy, oh boy. This is something. Matt, we're going to start with you. You activated a pit. You had your arms in the air. You were feeling this, I think, to your bones, if I'm not incorrect. Yeah, buddies. I'm feeling this in my soul. I'm loving this. Bypass the bones straight to the soul. Now we're talking. Jenny. Wow. Did you feel this in your bones? <laughs> in your soul? Or somewhere else? I don't know. Both. All. Wow. All. There it is. Yeah, I really, really enjoying this. I feel like as we get deeper into the record, I get more metalcore. But I don't mind it. I'm just curious about what you all think. Like, are you still getting that new? I wrote in my notes that it seems what it is is that this band is incredibly tight on this record. And I think there is a bit more of a looseness that we associate with the new metal sound, a little more shagginess. Perhaps as if you're playing your guitar so low that it's hanging low and you're just trying to pluck at the strings a little bit. So with this song... You know, we got the screams, but I definitely felt this one maybe have been more more on the metalcore side. Um, I would agree with you on that one. I don't think it's totally away. I think we're still getting bits and pieces, but this one I think is is more solidly metalcore. I know on Genius they do have their own tags for the specific songs, and this one's tags are metalcore and rock. So, like this one a lot. Sim. All right. Up next, we've got Lifeline. this one i thought it was punching up beat for track 11 slowed things down a little bit and you know there is an argument and jenny you sent me uh, a review that was not so favorable for this album i don't want to say what they said because it was unkind but i think you could make a bit of an argument with this one that that this one's a little samey and we're kind of retreading a little bit. But at the same time, it still feels very vibrant. 
It doesn't feel like a, we've done this before and we're kind of phoning it in. It still feels very alive. And in a way, there's, this is once again that thing where it's like, this is, this is the shot. They had a month to make it. They're there in, in the studio with, frankly, a legend. A legend you didn't know until you sit down with him and David Bendeth, you know? You start talking to the guy and you're like, oh, you're a legend. So you're taking the shot. You're taking, you're taking your moment. You're seizing the moment. And if maybe you're going to do a track like this, which is this late in the record, yeah, maybe if this is resting on your laurels, taking, making something that's a little similar to what you've done before, have at it. No, no, no complaints from me. Jenny, thoughts? Yeah, I agree. It feels like we're getting toward the end of the record here. This feels like back half, but it's still really good. Um and I think that on a lot of records that we listen to, this would have been toward the front and we would have been like, whoa, love it. It's just that this album is so good that we're like, yeah, okay, I like Lifeline, but like <laughs> just in comparison to all the other hot tracks that have been gifted to us today. So yeah, I'm hey. with it. There we go. We got just one track left, Matt. Do you have any questions? For well, I do have two questions. One, how respectful of our time is this album? Uh, this album is 50 minutes and 19 seconds. It's right there, right in the pocket. The second question is, so we're not going to listen to Excuse Me Acoustic, right? Because that is on this album. Nah, I, I, I feel like uh, yeah. excuse, excuse Me Original is fine. <laughs> I'm good. It just felt okay. like a bonus track to me. What, Jenny, did you, did you listen to Excuse Me Acoustic three times? Yes, I did. Oh, but okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. We don't have to talk about it just because I listened to it three times. God knows I've listened to things more times than three. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, the final track as we're calling it is Into the Blue
We're mashing a lot of things together there. It's an epic closer, and we're getting touches of we're getting touches of Deftones. We're getting touches of POD. We're getting some new touches. We get some metalcore touches. We're getting it all put together in there to give you that new new. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Lighters in the air, cell phones in the air, whatever works for you. And it really wraps up the whole record perfectly. I loved it. Way to go. Jenny, thoughts on Into the Blue? A great closing track, if you consider it one. A great (laughs) second to closing track, if you listen to the record like I did. (laughs) Yeah, I really liked it a lot. It felt very new to me. And doing smooth boy vocals in a way that I like and work. So because I like it, I'm going to say that it's good. Matt? Matt? Yeah, definitely had a lot of those metal core touches. Like um like there's chug in there, but then there's another sound that's kind of like the metal core sound that keeps creeping back into it. The guys are doing their damn thing. I like the song. I like the record, but I'm interested as to what comes next. You know what? I I feel bad. So you know what? Let's hear a little bit of excuse me, acoustic. Yeah. So you need for say you need for say it again? Yeah, man. Yo, look what I found, come get down Yes, that revolution sound Call it the second emancipation Break these chains and let me out It's not violence I'm all about But riot moves still hit the ground Lower that go, put down the whip Take a step back, hear me out I am fanatic, you ploy guerrilla tactics Open up this lyrical automatic And put holes in your rhetoric It's archaic, kind of chaotic Almost barbaric But yet you stand and you swear by it You're not been readily, steadily waiting For a chance to resist The devil is alive Top of the empire, blood, sweat, tears, and desire. It's for the campfire. Into this. Hey, Never forget I'm a The in store, record store performance. You know what? When we first started this show, we were like 10, 20 episodes in. Chino got lowered into a volcano. And did a bunch of songs acoustic. That's right. He did. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that too. Let me tell you. Lower AJ and the boys in a volcano. Perfect. Perfect song for that. They're ready to play. They're ready to play. You give them, you give them the stage and a mic. They're ready to go. They're ready to do it. Uh, Jenny, you're right. That is a beautiful song. <laughs> uh <laughs> I listened to it three times. We have to listen to it. I sent Lauren a flurry of angry text messages. Oh, she's just blowing me up. You motherfucker. How many fucking times? I'm not going to do this in front of our listeners, but you might better play that fucking song. Play it, I swear to God. 200 fucking episodes. This is a partnership, you son of a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) We're a team, goddammit. Peek behind the curtain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, that is the album... That is the album Narrative Retold by Fire from the Gods. And now it is the part of the show where we talk about canon talk. Talk about the canon. Jenny, let's start with you. Okay. I loved this record. I thought it was great. We had a lot of new metal in here. 
definitely some new new going on. We've got that Jonathan Davis touch on the first two tracks. I will say that the tracks like this narrative retold, like I really liked the tracks that were done with Jonathan Davis, but in the context of the record, they do feel kind of just tacked on the front a little bit. Like the rest of the record makes a lot of sense to me. Those two up top threw me a little bit, but that said, I really, really liked it overall. I thought it was great, and I'd I'd put it in. There we go. I'll say this album simply rocks and it never lets up. Fire from the Gods are aptly named because it sounds like they're driving like they stole it with all the vigor and power, but with just a little swagger because they know how good they are. They stole it, but they know they deserve it. They only stole it because they were like, this is ours. You got this by accident. Whole thing in the canon. This thing is, I mean, you just got to put the whole thing in. You got to put the whole thing in. Matt Nas. I loved it. Bought the ticket multiple times. The songs, at the top half, I was surprised that they kept doing the quiet, almost like a radio being turned up all the time. But the choruses are there. The songcraft is there. And the vocalist is top fucking shelf, baby. I'm surprised we're putting the whole thing in because there is a lot of modern touches, metalcore touches, praise and worship choruses, things along those lines that hit me and I go, really? But I just enjoyed it so damn much. It's hard for me not to not want to put it in the canon. I want to put it in the canon. But do you feel my hesitance? Does my hesitance make sense? It does make sense. But there were a couple things you said that, for one, praise and worship choruses. I feel like we've heard enough records now that praise and worship chorus is kind of like a sub detail of new metal. Like there's just <laughs> a lot of them in there that it's enough that you kind of. I don't get thrown by them anymore. I feel like when we started, there were certain bands that we were used to hearing, others that we didn't hear as much, that did the praise and worship chorus. And we're like, oh no, this is, I mean, this is practically a trope of the genre in a lot of ways. So I I wasn't thrown by that so much. And the other thing with this is that I look at a band like Fire from the Gods in the same way I look at a band like Dead or a band like... um, It's in the modern wing. Yeah, my, uh, My Ticket Home where we uh we have those elements of what new metal sounded like in the 90s and the early 2000s but now it's meeting the new and this is this is what it sounds like now it can't really sound like the way it did this is the natural evolution as as he says evolve we've got to evolve and this is that evolution then and you've got a jd cosine let me tell you, if you want, if you want to really get a fast track into the can, just get that JD coast. Yeah, grab your goblet. You're on your way. <laughs> there it is. All right. Well, there you have it. Fire from the gods. Narrative retold in the new metal canon. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. And that is it for another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. 
And until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.